Entrepreneur on Fire 714. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. TopTal is the online marketplace that connects you with top developers all over the world. Just ask Airbnb or Zendesk. They use TopTal. Sign up through toptal.com slash fire to take your project to the next level today. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Cheryl Snap Connor. Cheryl, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Yes. Cheryl is the founder of Snap Connor PR and a driving voice behind the concept of authentic and high quality content as a catalyst for meeting optimal PR and marketing goals. She is a popular keynote speaker and author of the upcoming book, Beyond Words, How to Communicate Like a Champion in the Digital Age. Cheryl, I've given Fire Nation a little background, but share with us a little bit more about your business, your personal life, and then we'll dive on in. I never thought that by ambition I would become an entrepreneur. It was just the opportunity given to me. I'm grateful to have it, and now I spend my entire life supporting entrepreneurs, and I love it. I'm one of the few people who can honestly say I'm doing what I was born to do. Wow. So give us a little insight into the uh, personal side of your life. I am a mother and a grandmother. I have three adorable grandchildren, including one two-month-old little girl, Isabel Dawn Snap, and I can't get enough of her. So life (laughs) is good. Life is good, Cheryl. And you do support entrepreneurs. And I do want to give a quick shout out to thank you for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire and an amazing article you wrote on Forbes. So thank you for that publicly. That was fun. I love that interview. (laughs) It was a blast. Thank you. It was good. So Cheryl, we're really going to do a dive into your journey and how you did become that entrepreneur that you never necessarily thought you might become. But before we do dive into that, and I really kind of flip the tables here and start to pry into your journey, we always start with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So Cheryl, take it away. Okay. Well, I have two, but they tie together. So I'm going to offer you both. The first one, the primary one is there are people who watch things happen. There are people who make things happen. There are the people who stand by and say, what happened? Which kind are you? (laughs) Not the last. (laughs) No. The highest compliment I ever got was from my co-author, Kurt Brinkman. He has, he's passed away, wheelchair athlete and an amazing entrepreneur. That was his favorite expression. He told me I was someone who makes things happen. I was honored and proud. Love that. And the other one ties right into it. It's my own personal mantra, and it is nothing inspires like a deadline. Nothing inspires like a deadline. Now, I kind of want to give you my perspective of this, Cheryl, and then I want to hand it over to you for you to kind of describe a little bit. I'm a huge believer of Parkinson's law that tasks will expand to the time that you allot them. So when you set something like a deadline, when you're like, you know what, I have until X hour to complete this, your brain goes into a different gear and your brain just kind of clicks on and it starts kind of worrying in this way that it might not have before if you left that open-ended deadline. So I'm a huge believer of scheduling, of blocking off times for every activity, no matter what that might be. 
Why do you love this quote? Well, it really applies so well to what we do, which is run a PR communications agency. The only way that we could manage as well as we do for so many clients is to parse up these impossible goals into digestible elements and commit ourselves. Just commit, go, and follow through on the commitments that we make. So to be certain that we're meeting all objectives, we parse it up weekly, weekly and monthly, and even quarterly and biannually. We know what we need to achieve, and that's the only way we can ensure that we get it all done. So Cheryl, really kind of drilling down into this and, you know, just knowing that as entrepreneurs, you know, we need to schedule things. We need to set times to communicate about things. We need to be focused on accomplishing certain benchmarks that we're setting for ourselves. Is there any like task management software? Is there any tools that you want to share that you use to really help you accomplish this? I'm an avid, avid user of Outlook Tasks. Those drive my universe. The Outlook calendar drives my universe. I put lots of detail in there, and that's very helpful. I am a proponent of project management software, and in fact, I've even written about it, that marketers ought to be more project management oriented. But honestly, there's nothing so far better than Outlook that I've used to date. Yeah, and for me, it's pretty similar. I use Google Apps for everything for my business. I get my email notifications. I get pop-up notifications through Google Calendar. That you know, that's what I use. So it's very similar to the Outlook side of it, just kind of more Mac-ish. And it's it's just simple. It works. And if it's simple and it works, probably you should stick to it. And so what we are gonna do now is kind of take the spotlight of this interview and do like a right shift and shine it right on you because we want to talk about your journey. And you you haven't always been an entrepreneur, Cheryl, and you haven't always had success when you did become an entrepreneur. You've had some obstacles, some challenges, some struggles that every entrepreneur has to face at some point in their journey. And that's the story that I want you to tell right now. So Cheryl, take us to a moment in time when you failed, when you faced this massive obstacle or challenge, you had to really dig deep to overcome. And and Cheryl, tell us that story and the lessons you learned. Well, the first agency that I grew, that I co-founded, we had high success with it. It was an Inc. 500 company on all ostensible goals. We, we were just it. We were the epitome. But the co-founder and I had vastly different personalities, goals, working styles, and ultimately it didn't work out. I struggled and struggled with that thought that it was the world's biggest failing that I couldn't make that business partnership work out. I finally sold out to the other founder. There were some minority um, junior partners involved, and I wanted to protect their interest and make certain that all went well for them. But at that time, I just thought the world had come to an end. Now I have a different perspective, but that was very, very hard to overcome. So let's kind of really drill into this because there's a lot that we can pull out of this is, you know, when we do start our entrepreneurial journeys, we're not always starting solo. We're not always alone. A lot of times we're joining a team or we're putting a team together. And, you know, a lot of times, man, you know, it is tough to find those right teammates to really fill the right cogs to make a well-rounded, well-balanced, cohesive unit. So looking back on this now, Cheryl, like what are some things and some advices that you can give to our listeners to Fire Nation right now, you know, about maybe mistakes that you made or things that you would do differently if you were in the exact same situation? Well, I do a number of things differently. I would not take things so personally. I would realize that the elements that drew you together with certain business partners at the outset 
are perhaps not the ones that would help you succeed, that that's just natural. I had thought at the time that a business partnership was like a marriage. You do that once, that's it. (laughs) And so that felt like the world's biggest failing. I also, I was driven at that time, unfortunately, by fear. There is no such thing as a once in a lifetime opportunity. Opportunities are constant. And at the time, I was really fearful, you know, in the ugliest denouement of that partnership. And I was hearing this partner say, you should, you should mind your P's and Q's. There was no more growth opportunity for me. I was basically stuck that, you know, figure this out. Business development happens on the golf course or in the bars. You don't drink. You don't golf. You're a woman. You live in Utah. You're a mom. You just have no more opportunity here. You should do what you were meant for. Honestly, I was scared to death that that might be the truth. Now I see that entirely differently. What greater opportunity in the world than to have your seeming competition entirely underestimate you? While seeing the the vantage point of that co-founder, I thought, you know, there are an awful lot of deals that don't get sealed on the golf course or in the bar. (laughs) I know where they are. I can go seal them all. So Cheryl, something that I think is so powerful from what you mentioned actually in the first time we were talking about your failure was, you know, you literally thought it was over. Like when you finally did leave that company, like you were like, man, this is it. I'm at the end of the road. And you know, that is such kind of a naive view that all of us entrepreneurs go over is we think that first failure is the final failure when the reality is more, more times than not, it's a necessary stepping stone to future success. And that's really the most powerful thing that we can look at each and every failure along the way. And in fact, for me with Entrepreneur on Fire, if I'm not failing every single month, then I'm looking at that as saying, wow, I have no stepping stones that are increasing my success level. And I better get out there and start trying some things that I can fail at so I can learn, so I can adjust, so I can see what really could work for me coming up in Q3, Q4, you know, 2015 and beyond. So that's really the main takeaway that I got from, you know, that period, that point of your journey, Cheryl. And for you to sum it up, you know, as a person that experienced it, what would be the one thing that you would want our listeners, Fire Nation, to walk away with? I would say have a longer term vision and perspective. The thing that you think is just insurmountable right now is not the end of the road. If I had only had that foresight, I burned out so badly, tried to fight against what was at that time that I couldn't change. I seriously had to step away from the workplace altogether for a period of time. I thought that was what I wanted. Well, eventually I recovered, and then I had more energy and power than ever before when I did. But I could have saved myself a whole lot of stress and strife and grief if I just managed my side of the street a little bit better and with a little better perspective than I had at the time. So Cheryl, you know I'm a podcaster. You know that I love podcasting. And I think there's a really good podcast that's out there right now that I highly recommend anybody to check out. It's called the NPR Radio Hour. And what they do that's so cool is they actually bring on three past TED Talks, um, actual presenters. And not only do they take 20 minutes to allow them to speak about their TED Talk, but then they kind of overlay that actual TED Talk itself. So it's three different ones, but it's all on the same theme. And a recent one that I just heard was on the theme of happy. And the really fascinating uh, result of all of these years and and just so many different data points of studies came out that 
it only takes three months for human beings to regain the exact same level of happiness that they had at any occurrence in their life, you know, barring the absolute catastrophe, obviously like losing a child or a loved one or something that's an absolute disaster. But any, almost anything else, the other 99% of failures and horrible things that happen to us, getting fired or losing all this money, like within three months, the human being has bounced back to the exact same level of happiness. And it's just kind of crazy to think that, you know, we let ourselves get so wrapped up and so stressed out about these things that happen, where if we could just kind of had that longer term vision that you talked about and realize that, hey, if I can just sit here and weather the storm for the next handful of months, I'm likely going to be as happy as I was before it even happened. And that was just, I found that really fascinating. And it was a really well, uh, a really well uh, presented TED talk that I highly recommend people checking out. But so what I want to do now is go to the other end of the spectrum because you did get through that failure. You did get through that challenge that you had to overcome. And since then, you've had many aha moments, but take us to one and tell us that story and walk us through the steps you took to turn that great idea into success. Well, I never thought that I was equipped to run an agency. I always thought that I'd need to be partnered with somebody who would handle the operation side of things because that was simply not what I do. I was wrong. When circumstances drove me to start as a founder and create my own company entirely, we did much better than I thought we would. Of course, we walked through a lot of storms together. We walked through the implosion of the economy, uh, all kinds of recessionary times, made it through. Maybe not as gracefully as we could have, but we made it through and we grew up together. So I think sometimes we unknowingly cut ourselves short by fearing the unknown. And realizing that it's okay to fail. It's okay to get advisors too. I have wonderful advisors. Now that our current organization is hitting record growth and is seven years old, I now have a team of experts who advise me who look at us from the vantage point of the very top. A former Fortune 500 CEO and someone who built a professional services organization to 100 million. And those are the point and counterpoint voices that I hear now. It's not just how do I get this business through another day? How do we grow at 10% a year? We're growing 60 to 65% a year. It's because of that broader perspective and that we're not afraid to bring in the expert voices and to hear what they have to say. So one thing that I think is very powerful that a lot of people, Cheryl, unfortunately disregard is that all ships will rise in a high tide. And what that means for an entrepreneur is that when you're starting a venture, if you're able to bring a team around you that is made up of successful individuals that are knowledgeable, that understand what it takes to run a business or to be successful in a business and can give you contacts and networking and relationships that you can really utilize to form into powerful treaties. I mean, this is just such an amazing Plus, for any entrepreneur to go in knowing that, knowing that, hey, if I can surround myself by the, with the right people that have been there and done that, then my ship is going to rise in this high tide that I'm creating for myself. So that's kind of really what I'm taking out of that, Cheryl, is that, you know, surround yourself with the right people and really be willing and open to work with them and to learn from them and to be an apprentice, even though the company and the focus is yours. What do you want Fire Nation, Cheryl, to walk away with from like that aha moment that you've had, that light bulb that went off? 
well, don't be afraid to think bigger than big, bigger than life, all the way to the absolute epitome of what you could achieve. Who would you be listening to? Who would the mentors and advisors be? Choose from that vantage point. And conversely, I'd say be that voice for the companies who are further behind than you. You were there once. Be that kind of resource to those individuals and those companies. Share freely. Do not do not be protective with your time or your resource in helping other entrepreneurs to achieve. It will always come back. No, I love that. And that's why the key word is all. All ships rise in a high tide. So if you can be one of those ships that's pulling other people up, your tide is rising too. So, you know, it, it, it comes and goes in both ebbs and flows. And show what I really want to focus on now is the philosophy of the entrepreneurial journey. Because, again, you haven't always been an entrepreneur, so you probably had this perspective of what it was to be an entrepreneur before you actually took the leap yourself. And now that you've been an entrepreneur for some time and you've experienced the ups and the downs and the roller coasters of emotions, what is your mindset of the philosophy of an entrepreneur's journey? And what would be some things that you'd want to pass along to those people that have just taken that leap or are about to? Well, I would say that while, while all of the risks and the fears that you hear about, yes, those are valid. Those are true. Do not underestimate them. You know, the lonely nights of thinking, how am I going to make this work? You know, even the greatest entrepreneurs I know being down to the last $50,000 they needed and having to go with their last money to Canada and sit in the CEO's office till he finally cut the check for the bill that he owed. <laughs> you know, all of those stories are true. However, the benefits are so great. And it's not just financial benefits, other benefits, the joy of achieving something on your own, of owning your own destiny, of having no limits put upon you that you can't surmount. Those are just incredible parts of the journey that are, are just as bit, just every bit as real. And for the right kind of people, make certain you're the right kind of person to do this. If not, really think what you're doing and find another way to achieve what's best for you. There's nothing quite like it. I love that, Cheryl. And I think it segues perfectly into another story that I would love for you to share. And this story, again, is a moment in time. So really take us to the moment that you would consider your proudest, your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Well, I would say it was in the midst of my second business. And, and this was another partnership that was destined to not last forever. And this time I was not fearful, not in the least. I was able to stand up and say without any kind of anger or contention involved, this isn't going to work for me and here's what I'm going to do and start my own organization. Several people came with me, joined in, followed me, had the faith in me, and they're being rewarded well now. It's come out well for all of us. But um, that's my proudest moment when I had been in a situation where I think another party banked on me being someone who could be intimidated and run over. Mm -hmm. and, and I showed that just the opposite was true. Cheryl's Jerry Maguire moment. I wish I had been there, Cheryl. I would have been out that door with you. Yeah, and I'm glad. Seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and let's bring things to present time now, Cheryl, because you have a lot of great things going on. The past seven years have been just very, very successful for you. What's the one thing that you're most fired up about today? I love what I'm able to achieve through writing and through speaking. I'm now doing keynote presentations, which are going very well. I'm so excited about the book. In fact, I just got the word today that it is officially off and running, yes, a Forbes yes. ebook, Beyond Words, 
We can expect that shortly. And I love what I get to do as a columnist. That's just a frosting on the cake kind of life experience for me as an entrepreneur. Well, Cheryl, I just love what you've accomplished. I love what fires you up. I mean, it fires me up too. And we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. As entrepreneurs, we know firsthand how tough it can be to handle everything on our own. You might be great at design or an expert at managing projects, but sometimes you need someone to help you take it to the next level. That's where TopTal comes in. Whether it's a website, a new app for your business, or developing cutting-edge software, TopTal will help you and your team get it done. TopTal's network of 1,000 senior software developers has you covered. These rigorously tested developers are the same crew that companies like Airbnb and Zendesk call on to get their projects finished on time. You can bring that talent on hourly, part-time, or full, and there's no contract minimum. TopTal is so confident that they even offer a guarantee for every new hire. If you're not 100% satisfied after up to two weeks of working with a TopTal developer, it's free. What are you waiting for? Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Cheryl, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? It's a plan. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My own fears. What is the best advice, Cheryl, you've ever received? Take a longer-term perspective. Do not discount yourself on any level. Mm, Love that. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Start early, get the most important task in the day done as quickly as you can. I love that. In fact, I had Brian Tracy on my show not too long ago, and he said, John, eat that frog first thing in the morning. Whatever you don't (laughs) want to do, swallow it whole. Treat yourself like your own best client. You know, get it done. Oh, I love that. So Cheryl, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Well, I would say it's not a tool like Evernote, but a resource nonetheless, Forbes.com. Go there and you can find 55 million readers a month can't be wrong. They're willing to share their stories candidly on every topic. I love it as a resource. It's no wonder it's become so popular as it has. Love it for all. Love it. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Cheryl, what would it be? Only one, and this is difficult, but it is The Seven Non-Negotiables of Winning by David Williams. 
the seven non-negotiables of winning. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Cheryl, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would launch a column or a website. Communication runs my universe, and I believe it ought to run every other universe as well. I'd be set. <laughs> I have no doubt about that, Cheryl. And let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. You can follow my columns on Forbes.com, Cheryl Connor, or get me on Twitter, LinkedIn. I would love to connect. Awesome. And one parting piece of guidance. Never give up on yourself. It's always tomorrow. A failure is only a step. It's a learning process. Always, always get up and try it again. Love it. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Cheryl and myself today. So keep up the heat and go to eofire.com, type Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up with all of her recommended resources, book, contact information. And Cheryl, thank you for igniting the airwaves with me today. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, find out the top five strategies to grow your podcast audience on the free podcast workshop that Kate and I host every week. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 